Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm thrilled to share my conversation with Jody Sternoff Cohen, author of the best selling book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body, friend, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils. Jody has helped over 150,000 clients heal from brain related challenges, including anxiety insomnia, and you guessed it, autoimmunity. We're going to explore the importance of the parasympathetic state in healing, and Jody has the most incredible shortcut to achieving the parasympathetic pause. Jody, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you. It's always fun to connect. I would love to start off by telling listeners you know, how, how, just share a little bit of your story. How did you come to create Vibrant Blue Oils? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I was always an athlete, so I thought I was healthy. And then I had my second child who was a handful and I kept taking parenting classes and our big cube used to point to our nose and be like, look at my nose. And he couldn't look at the nose. He was so ADD and so all over the place. And one day uh, we were at a birthday party and a friend complimented me on how well behaved he happened to be that day. And then another mom passed out Ritz crackers as a snack. He took one bite, Jekyll hide it and like took off. And after I like sprinted after him and brought him back, she said, that's really interesting. I'd never seen him flip from food. You know, my brother was on Ritalin his whole life and it turned out he was just allergic to weird foods. You should take him to a nutritionist. And I thought, that's easy enough. You know, I've tried everything else. I'd read like 17 books at that point, you know, took him to a nutritionist, basically said he's allergic to corn, soy, and dairy, changed his diet. We changed his diet. And within two days, he looked at our nose. And I thought that is insane. Like it was real. I was really floored by how significantly food impacted mood and behavior. So I went and got a degree in nutrition. I was trying to help other moms with busy kids. And I learned this handy technique called muscle testing because I'm in Seattle with Bastier. And basically, it's a way of really quickly assessing um, if a remedy is going to work or not and what the best remedy is. And that came in handy. Oils entered my life during my own rock bottom. My then husband had to be hospitalized for depression. And once I knew he was safe and he wasn't going to die on my watch, it was finally safe for my adrenals to collapse. And they, they hit really hard. Basically, my kids were five and seven. I could barely get up from bed. I would uh, wake up with them, make them breakfast, pack their lunch, drive them to school, come home, crawl back into bed and set the alarm for pickup. And it was so unsustainable. And at that point, I, I knew it was my adrenals. I knew what I should be eating. Nothing was working. You know, it was kind of treading water. It wasn't, I was still able to get up with them and kind of function, but I wasn't really showing up. I was like class parent. I had a job. Like so many things just weren't happening. You know, walking up the stairs felt overwhelming. The laundry wasn't happening. It was just um, a disaster. And 
fortunately, I, you know, prior to crashing, I had been kind of overachiever and I'd helped a friend with a fundraiser who, as a thank you gift, brought me a big box of oils. And when she was dropping them off, she said something really intriguing. She said, you know, you've been so high stress for so long. And we know that high stress means high cortisol and systemic inflammation. I bet your gut is toast. I bet the reason nothing you're ingesting is helping is because it's not actually getting into your system through your digestive tract. Oils, you know, you can smell them, you can topically apply them, this could work. And that was intriguing enough that I was like, hmm. So knowing muscle testing, I muscle tested the box of oils, well, anything in here helped my adrenals. Got a really powerful yes, which was really, I'm like, wow, hope, this is encouraging. And then I couldn't narrow it down beyond these five oils. I kept getting the same five oils, which was unusual because usually I was able to get one remedy, two remedies. And then I had this idea like, oh, wait a minute, they're liquid. Maybe I can combine them. And so I took the five oils and tested it. I drilled down further, you know, like three drops of this, five of this. I had never played with oils before. I put them in a shot glass, put them on my adrenals, on my low back. And within literally almost immediately, I was like, oh, wow, I could go running. You know, I'm, I'm a lifelong runner. I was like, ooh, I didn't have the energy to walk up the stairs, but I'm going to go for a three-mile run. Wow. I know. Did the laundry, went to the supermarket, made their favorite meal. Like, it was like, oh my gosh. And I kept doing that and kept thinking like that. It's super weird, but it works. Like, why not? So I kept making up other things, you know, because I had been practicing long enough. I kind of knew like, oh, the hypothalamus is off. Oh, this is interesting. You can smell it and it gets to the brain. Like, it, I just kept winging it. it. It's almost like, you know, you have three food items in your house and your kids are hungry. Like, let's create a new sandwich that maybe they'll eat, you know, and they do. And you're like, all right, that one's on. And so then when I kind of started to feel better, my friends were all intrigued. They're like, we want to try it, you know, and I had this whole nutritional therapy community. So everyone was kind of playing with it. And then I finally went online because I was like, I, I'm curious why this works. And I was super surprised, first of all, that no one was really looking at oil combinations kind of through the lens of balancing organ systems and regions of the brain. And also they made it so incredibly complicated. Like if I had had the bandwidth to start with research, I would have thought I was unqualified and I would never have started. And so that's kind of how it got kicked off. And then we went to the nutritional therapy conference. We kind of I was like, you know, I wonder if this, this works for me. I don't know if other people like it. And I think we brought like a hundred test kits because we thought maybe there would be 200 people there. We sold out the first day and I was like, oh, this is interesting. People, people want this. So I just kind of threw it online. You know, I'd fill orders. I, I do yoga every morning. So I'd like fill orders and bring them in my little Lulu bag and put it in, you know, the post office on the way to yoga. And that's really how it got started. That is amazing. And there's so many serendipitous factors starting from, you know, realizing that what your son was eating, I mean, it, it, it is, that's unexpected when I say, how'd you start this oil company? And we start back with, oh, my son had, you know, such ADD, but it was food sensitivities. But what I love about it was, was, and I want listeners to like really see it, it was you being open right? You just stayed open. You found this one thing that kind of blew your mind. It was so simple, but yet you done, you know, already done all this research and you just, that that's where you, how you got to where you are is because you stayed curious and open and having for anybody who's not familiar with muscle testing, 
you know, having that as a tool for those of us that are familiar, it is a tool. And that's exactly, you know, if you didn't have that tool, your story probably would be really different. And maybe it would have been a shorter exploration with oils, but you, I mean, it really was a way for you to literally just know, you know, to trust yourself. And and that's what I wanted to circle back for listeners. There's a, this combo of being open and then trusting yourself and, and realizing, because sometimes even when something's working, if we don't understand how or why, you know, we don't, we don't follow the path if it doesn't make sense. And so I love that. And I know what a gift your oils are. I use them. I recommend them to my clients all the time and the people that I love in my, so I was laughing when you were talking about and thinking of the lucky people. I know we're all really excited when you show up at a conference because <laughs> you always have amazing goodies and, and it's always like, Oh, I can't wait to see what, what she's working on now. So you talked about your adrenals being tanked. Yeah. Most of my listeners can likely relate in one way or another to their adrenals being tanked. I too remember getting the kids off to school and getting back in bed until it was time to pick them up because that was the only way I would have the energy, you know, bookending the day to, to mom, to be the mom. I want to talk about you know, how important you, you mentioned, you know, of course you weren't absorbing and digesting because you were in that sympathetic stress response state. Let's talk about, start with square one. Let's talk about what is the parasympathetic state and why do we need to achieve it? Mm -hmm. And then you have just the most amazing, I think, easy way to do it. Thank you. Yeah. So for people that don't know, your autonomic nervous system sounds complicated, but it really just controls your automatic functions, autonomic, automatic, breathing, heart rate, digestion, immune function, anti-inflammation, all the things you don't think about. And it's really designed to keep you alive. You know, it kind of um, perceives everything, all, all of the senses, give it input. And it has, you know, just like your car, you can speed up, you can slow down. To kind of speed up and accelerate, there's danger. I either have to fight back or run away or play dead. That's called your sympathetic branch of your nervous system. And it's really not designed to be, you know, kind of going full throttle all the time. It's supposed to be like, wow, there's a danger. I survive it. And then I go back into what's called parasympathetic, where it's like restoration, regeneration, and healing. You know, think about you're having a party at your house. You clean everything, you make all this food, everyone comes, it kind of gets the, the foods everywhere, you know, there are drink, you know, glasses everywhere, and then they all go home, and you clean up the house and you repair it. It's not like you're constantly entertaining and running out of food. So that's kind of your sympathetic is supposed to be kind of short and brief sprints of survival. And then your parasympathetic is supposed to kick in and you're able to recover. Sadly, it's not just a physical stress like a tiger chasing you down the street. It can be an anticipatory stress and an emotional stress. You know, for those of us that have anxiety, that's future worry. Oh my gosh, this could happen, that could happen. So our brain doesn't know the difference between anticipatory stress and physical actual stress. So we can get stuck in what's called sympathetic overdrive. And it creates this total maladaptive stress response where you're always anxious, you're always overwhelmed. You never turn off. It might interfere with your sleeping. It might present as weight gain, as inflammation, as pain. 
as all of these things. So it is, oh, and the gear shift between these two states is um, cranial nerve number 10, longest nerve in the body that most people have never heard of. It's the vagus nerve, which means wandering in Latin because it connects the brain to the rest of the body. Starts at the base of the head, splits, winds around both sides of the neck. If you actually feel behind your earlobe, there's kind of a divot between your earlobe and the bone, the mastoid bone. That's an important point. That's where I actually have people stimulate the vagus nerve and turn on their parasympathetic nervous system. Think of it as a gear shift. This is the gear shift, you know, and divots, you can always find acupuncture points with divots. So there was a lot of research. This guy, Kevin Tracy, a neurologist, was playing with stimulating the vagus nerve. He actually, it's a surgery. He inserted a pacemaker-like device right there and then another one in the chest. So two surgeries. You know, if the battery runs out, you have to re repeat surgery. But by using an electrical charge to stimulate the vagus nerve, he was able to help with depression, with migraines, with inflammatory things, with epilepsy. And the FDA approved this technique. There are lots of ways to activate your vagus nerve. You know, Datis Karazian is one of my favorites. He talks about gagging yourself with a tongue depressor, gargling, splashing your face with freezing water. You know, there are breathing techniques, meditation. All of these things work. It's just about compliance. Most people who say like, hey, want to put some ice on your face? They're like, no, not today. I'll take a hard pass. But what I realized is that you can take a combination of essential oils. I use clove because it's highly stimulatory and lime. And it, it's really, you know, it's like anything that you mix together. When you combine these two, you get super stimulatory and fast acting. So I just, it's, it's literally an essential oil bottle. I flip it, flip it back and put it behind the earlobe. And it literally is that gear shift. Like I, I have anxiety all the time. I get overwhelmed and I'm able to be like, okay, I'm just going to take a beat. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pull back. I'm, I'm, you know, like my daughter makes fun of me. She's like, is that a current journey problem or a future journey problem? You know, I realize that in my mental loop or like future, there's nothing I can do about that today. It's either going to happen or it's not. And, you know, today I can focus on this and it's amazing. It calms me down immediately. And it, it is, excuse me, it is fantastic. I have used it. And as I said, I, I recommend it. I, I love you're talking about compliance because we do know there are so many things, you know, not... <laughs> not as extreme as surgery. And thank goodness, you know, that, that surgery really taught us a lot, right? It, it gave us this idea of like, okay, how else can we do that? But like you said, with anything and being a coach, I know compliance is key. If I can't get somebody to do something consistently, I, you know, it's, I have so many clients who know exercises or know ways that work for them to stimulate their vagus nerve and they just don't do them or they don't do them regularly. So I love how easy the oil is. Well, and you know, it's really interesting. Like there's a lot of research around smell as a trigger, you know, like my grandma used to wear lavender perfume. So whenever I smell lavender, I think of her, you know, there, there's mm -hmm. that correlation. So you can almost use smell. It's, it's almost like a, a Pavlovian, you know, experience, like the dog hears the bell ring and know there's food coming. You smell this and you're like, oh yeah, I get to relax. It, it trains you and, and it's, it's just a really easy way to get there. You know, people who meditate, sometimes they have a mantra, sometimes they have a certain setting. It's just a cue to your body. Like, oh yes, 
I, I crossed the finish line. I can calm down now. Yeah. And because as you said, I, I just had this conversation this morning, actually. <laughs> I say it all the time. We don't, you're aware, You, if you get in the forward thinking anxiety loop, you, you clearly are very aware of that. But even without that, people say to me all the time, oh, I'm not stressed. And then I look at what's going on in their life and I'm like, you don't actually necessarily need to be aware that you're feeling stressed out. I say anybody living on this earth in this moment is experiencing chronic stress. And as you mentioned, our system isn't set up for that. We're set up for acute stress. And, and so I was thinking of when you were talking about stressors, the other thing people often don't consider are positive stressors. The body doesn't know the difference something like buying a new house or moving or getting married or you know wonderful thing having a baby all of these things are wonderful yes and they're also stressors and and tend to overlap you know nobody has just one thing going on in this day and age so that's that's completely valid and, and indicators that you're stressed i mean you can like check your heart rate and kind of see you can test heart rate variability. Are you bouncing back quickly? You know, it's very obvious if you feel if you're having panic attacks, feeling anxious, feeling overwhelmed, you know, pain is an indication of stress here. Mental energy, being able to focus, you know, feeling exhausted more than you usually are. All of these things. And, and here's the good news. You know, I, I really do think the body can heal. You know, I, I joke, I live in Seattle. And, you know, if you want to drive to Portland, it's a couple hours south on I-5. You know, maybe you went in the wrong direction and you realize, oh, wait, I'm going north. You can always turn around. You can yes. always have your body return to balance, you know, and, and you, that is within your control. Like, I love that quote by um, Holocaust survivor, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, you know, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And that's the space that I call the parasympathetic pause. And what I really, the message I really want people to hear, I mean, there's a lot that's happening right now that feels very outside of our control. And that can really feel overwhelming, especially if one of your, you know, coping strategies is to try to control things. And you have no idea, you know, you might have a, a trip planned and, uh, is, you know, is the airline, is the airplane going to, you know, what is right. it? I think all the flights got canceled one day, you know, that's outside of your yes, control. I was with you that day. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if I was going to get home. Yeah. I mean, there's just so much going on right now. That's so much unknown. Yes, exactly. But our flight did get canceled at the 11th hour, you know, and I had returned the car. We didn't have a place to stay. I didn't know if we we're going to get our bags. And I'm like, all outside of my control, like nothing yes. I can do about that. So I'm just going to calm my nervous system so that I can think clearly, because this is really interesting. One of the things that the parasympathetic nervous system changes is your, your pupils get bigger, the black part of your eyes. And it's called selective attention because, you know, if you're contemplating your navel when a lion's chasing you, you're probably going to die. You really just need to focus on your options at the moment. But that shuts down your access to like kind of your higher cognitive problem solving. So, so many of us are kind of in this survival, you know, panic state and we can't actually access our higher problem solving skills. So step one is to calm your nervous system. You know, like once I was able to calm down, I'm like, all right, priorities, 
rebooking the flights number one. So we'll, we'll take care of that because I need to know if I need to find a new hotel, how many days does the airline want us to stay somewhere? Or do we get to pick and what's available? You know, like once you're kind of aware of what your options are, you can work within those parameters. So that's, that's really kind of my biggest headline news. Which is, is so huge. And I, I need to really drive home when you said, you know, you believe the body can heal. The body can heal. It's designed to heal. And anybody listening to this has probably heard my story and knows, you know, I, I always say, you know, it's never too late. It doesn't matter whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, mental, whatever it is you're dealing with. Like you said, you can always turn the car around. And I, I, you know, I work with people that are just diagnosed. I work with people that have been struggling for decades and decades. And the first step has to be reintroducing that parasympathetic state into your life. And that is why they call it rest and digest. It is the healing state. Yeah. And, and so when people say, oh, I'm not stressed or I don't want to work on mindset because it's a physical problem. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We need to be in You can't clean your, the house if you can't open the front door. You know, exactly. like it's, it's yep. the first step for everything. And then it makes everything else easier. You know, like it, uh, just the minute I kind of realized, like I, I have limited options. I'm going to let that go. I'm just going to kind of see what's available. And it, it all worked out. Yeah. Oh, and it always does. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. If if we don't get caught in the in the tizzy. I believe, at least my experience has been, it takes practice to put yourself in that state or take that parasympathetic pause, find it, be aware that you have that power. Yes. Um, You know, people always say to me, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it when I'm stressed. And I'm like, oh, but if it's not in your toolbox, you can't reach for it if you don't have the tool. And so... And I, I do find, I'm sure you see this all the time, people, when you're in a situation like that and you take your parasympathetic pause, people are amazed. They're like, how did you handle that that way? And it's like, well, you know, there is this space. So how do you go about, you know, setting the routine that allows that to be the tool in your toolbox? Yeah, I really, I, I am very religious about a morning and evening routine. Like I, I always start the day with gratitude because gratitude actually puts you in a space of, of parasympathetic and then goals. I kind of combine gratitude and goals. And it could be something like I could wake up and be like, wow, that is such a pretty sunrise. Or my dog could be like, especially cuter when he was a puppy, like he didn't pee on the bed, you know, that kind of thing. It could be something silly, but, and then at the end of the day, I really tried to kind of wind down. And again, what am I grateful for about today? And what am I looking forward to tomorrow? What's important to me? So I do it. Like I tell people when they start, if you just leave it by your toothbrush, you know, everyone knows to brush their teeth first thing in the morning and at night and just do it then. And then most people, what they realize is like, oh, this helps. Like I feel good. And so sometimes they like, don't leave home without it. It's always in their purse. It's always in their pocket, but to start, you know, just three times a day, like first thing in the morning before bed, if that's all you can handle, that's fabulous. If you want to start adding it, you know, before meals so that you are in a more receptive state to digest your food. Great. And then as needed, like I I think election night, I probably used it every five minutes, you know, (laughs) I I love that. 
That is so amazing. I was doing a roundtable over the weekend and somebody was asking me for tips about, you know, how do you get yourself in the state to digest your food? And I, I had a few tips, but I'm totally stealing that and adding that into yeah. the repertoire because that is, as you mentioned, it was such a part of your journey. We can't absorb nutrients when we're in fight or flight. And so we need those nutrients to heal and we need them to function. And so I love that idea. Well, and as you know, a mom, like that's something, oh my God, the struggle to get my kids to take supplements, you know, I'd grind them up. I'd add it to applesauce. It was like ridiculous, but you know what? Like putting something behind their ear or on the bottom of their feet, that was easy. No, no pushback, no struggle. That's amazing. I I'm I'm so excited because you just totally you always do. Every time I talk to you, I get new ideas and new tools. <laughs> but I, I love so the the specific oil that we're referring to today. Oh, yeah. I call it parasympathetic. You can actually, if you go to I talk about this a lot in my book, Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. If you go to boost the brain backslash gift. You can download a guide, a free guide of like all the different ways. If you're, if you're not an oil person that you can activate your parasympathetic nervous system, but there is then a coupon for the parasympathetic oil, which is clove and lime. It smells great. It smells like a hot dollar box, just right behind your earlobe. The, the divot between your earlobe and that bone, which is your mastoid bone is the perfect application point. And if you want to even try it now, just, you know, take your fingers and kind of gently massage there that that helps to activate your vagus nerve most accessible there closest to the surface and you know stimulate your calming response i love that and see you just gave me a new i hadn't even thought about it and next time i use it i'm going to think about a half dollar box (laughs) i know there's plenty of listeners who have no idea what that is but if you do now you know what the oil smells like yeah it's like kind of close cinnamon it just yep. it smells like fall and like yumminess. It smells happy. It smells yeah. happy, but more important than how it smells, although it, it is essential, it smells good. So you want to put it on is what it what it can do for you. And like I said, I've not only have I used it myself, but I recommend it often with my clients because it works. And as you said, it's so easy to do. Yeah. That people are compliant and, and it really does allow you to heal or manage your daily things that come up. (laughs) Yeah. It's an easy one. You know, like ice bucket plunge, maybe not oil. Don't need to change on my clothes. Don't need to do anything else. Don't need to ingest anything that that's easy. Yeah. I I love it. I, I love it so much. And I will add when we visit the parasympathetic state, when we take that parasympathetic pause, you know, I mentioned how in a stressful situation, people notice, but also I can tell you, you're, you're a better mother, a better partner, a better oh, yeah. friend. A better- I, I'm a teenager. It's like life on a roller coaster. No, I'm serious. There's so many times when, you know, all the alarms are going off and I'm like, I'm just going to be calm. It's going to work out, you know, and the less I react, the faster, like she processes through. Yeah. So I call this a cheat for me. This this is the shortcut to the parasympathetic pause because it is so easy. It's no excuses. I always ask. So I know listeners are are waiting at the end for the, what your tip is going to be. I'm pretty sure I know what it is, 
(laughs) One step that listeners can take today to start to improve their health would be the parasympathetic pause. I find oils the easiest, but again, I have 25 strategies, most of them free. If you go to boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift, you can download a guide that goes into more detail about the parasympathetic nervous if you're like me and you like to read things and maybe highlight and then gives you 25 strategies that you can start today. You know, I love it. And the easiest of which is the oil. I'm telling you guys, get the yeah. oil. It's amazing. So before we wrap up, I will have links in the show notes, but where's the best place for listeners to find you if they're intrigued and they want to learn more? My website is vibrantblueoils.com. We have tons of blog posts. We go into a lot more detail. You can um, take some assessments and see you know, what the best oil might be for you and just kind of learn more about how you can topically apply essential oils on acupuncture points to balance organ systems and regions of the brain. I love it. Jody. thank you so much for being with us today. You shared amazing gold and really I cannot encourage listeners enough to A, focus on finding that parasympathetic pause, but really your oils, all of them, but the parasympathetic is amazing and it really is a, a shortcut to healing. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.